We all have questions. Questions about faith and relationships, beliefs and politics and social issues in our planet and God. Where do you go when you're done with cliches and starving for the conversation to ascend? What do you do when you're struggling to find connection within your community, within your church? So join us, Lauren, Danielle, and Jason, to connect, discuss relevant topics, and try to navigate living in the tension of everyday life as Jesus followers. We call this podcast, The Outsiders. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of The Outsiders Podcast. It is a weekly podcast that Lauren and Danielle and myself just get together and talk about life and what does it mean to live in the tension of this world, like an honest conversation. What does it mean to live this tension of the world with following Jesus and figuring out the rest of life? So uh, joined, as always, today, I'm joined by Lauren and Danielle. Lauren, how are you doing? Doing good. Are you lying? No. Why do you oh, ask me that? I don't know. Because you were like, oh, I'm doing good. But you know, you know how some people say that and it's just like. No, yeah, today no, it is rainy. It is fall I know, and right? crisp. And it's great. there is nothing that brings me more joy than that. That's Wow. That's, that's impressive. Uh, yeah, no, it's true. The weather is fantastic. It is. Um, okay, good. Well, I'm happy you're super pumped, Lauren. Danielle, what's going on? How I'm are you? I'm good, too. It's a good day. We're here. We released another episode today. Tuesdays are big days for us. Yeah, so, it's super you know? exciting. Yeah. Speaking of exciting, maybe we're going to talk about it later. But, dude, all of you listeners, you're pretty amazing. You're awesome. Don't even know if you know that. You kind of bring the three of us complete joy and you just fuel our souls with all of your positive comments and questions and input and we just want to say thank you thank you so much for being engaged in this conversation and really it is a conversation not just between the three of us but with everyone who's listening yeah um and that's kind of the goal so uh so today we're going to talk about something that i feel like a lot of us have dealt with um i'm going to introduce it like this once upon a time in a faraway land it was the 1900s. Yes, I know. <laughs> you guys weren't around in the 1900s. But in the 1900s, I was going to this ridiculous place called high school. And dude... Um, we were we were around yes. in the 1900s. Late The 1900s. end of it, but we were alive. Okay. So to be specific, and now everyone's <laughs> going to know exactly how old I am. Um, it was 1995. We were Still both alive. alive. <laughs> oh, okay. That's great. Okay, good. Um, perfect. So uh, it, was, it doesn't matter. Point is, um, I finished speaking for this thing at my school. Uh, it was a Christian school. And um, my pre-algebra teacher came up and said, you're going to be a pastor. And pretty sure I swore, honestly. Um, and was like, hell no, I am not going to be a pastor. And I go on with this laundry list as to why there was no way I would be a pastor. Um, and the reason I said all those things Ultimately, it's because I thought I knew what pastors were like and, and what they, just how they lived their life and how irrelevant they were and so on and so forth. Basically, I totally stereotyped pastors. And I feel like we've all, to a certain level, talked, have experienced stereotypes, um, specifically as like a Jesus follower. And we've talked about stereotypes and prejudice like in the past and other contexts, but specifically being a Christian. And just in case we have any new listeners for the first time today, what is your job? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, I'm a pastor. Cool. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank <laughs> you for putting that on. There yeah. it is. And, I, and I love my job. Um, but at first, I didn't think I would because I totally prejudged pastors. Yeah, so when we first came up with the idea of this episode talking about stereotypes, I thought that we would have, like, pages and pages of 
stuff to talk about. Um, and that kind of wasn't the case. So wanting to engage with our listeners, uh, I suggested that we ask you guys. And so we put out question on Instagram and you guys came through with some really um, good feedback, things that you've experienced. Um, and so we want to give a shout out and talk a little bit about those topics that you guys came up with. Yeah. So um, we're not going to, you know, go too in depth about them, but I think we'll just go down this list here really quick of some of the uh, most common and just the summarized versions of the things you guys said. We had judgmental as one of the stereotypes of Christians, and that was by far the most popular response. Like a lot of people submitted more than one, and that was pretty much always one of them. Uh, we got closed-minded. We got more focused on the don'ts, um, you know, mm. the things that you shouldn't do in life, uh, goody two-shoes, or that Christians don't like to have fun. <laughs> um, people said that you have to be perfect to be able to be a Christian and that you can't have questions. Um, we got anti-environmentalist, anti-social justice, anti-science, really just anti-everything. <laughs> we got uh, disengaged from society. In other words, not relevant. Um, someone said that what you believe is more important than what you actually do as a Christian. And also that anything different or new is evil or from the devil. Uh, so those wow. were just some of the some of the ones we probably got like, 30 or 40 replies right, and more. that's just you know kind of a summary of the most common ones right. or you know the ones that could be kind of clumped together in categories so yeah thank you guys for coming through in uh in those but i think some of the other ones that came kind of to the forefront of my mind were yeah, like yeah what were some things you thought of weird and oh, sure. a little insensitive maybe oh. a bit naive no i think it's important to note that None of these were really positive, right? you know, and I was expecting, you know, because when I posted the question on Instagram, I was like, we want funny stuff. We want right. good and bad and even, you know, some of the ugly. And we really just got all bad. We didn't get much of anything else. Right. And I don't, I fully expect you guys to memorize every single sermon I've ever preached. Um, so I'm sure you remember this, but a couple years ago I preached a sermon and um, I had, I think Alan was here. He was running the, the tech at the time um, where we showed Yahoo. I know I'm not sure how often we use Yahoo, but I just happened to like what Yahoo, how we, how the search engine works for this example. And just on the fly in, in the room said, um, why are Christians so? And oh, then, I do remember this. Yeah. And then, and then I had people say, name a letter any letter. And basically every single letter we said, um, <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and right. Uh, and so people would say, Oh, B and it was not so nice. Right. Or, uh, or, you know, whatever, or J. So I remember J someone did say J and we put it up and judgmental was by far the, you know, the first one. So Lauren, you were just talking about how one of the things that you were thinking about is how Christians can be naive. And a few years ago I was decorating my house. It was Christmas. I was decorating for Christmas uh, decorations. And like, I see this dude walking up the street and I know exactly what he's doing. He's selling Christian literature and he's walking down and, and I'm not making fun of him for all of you people who are thinking I am. He's walking down, he's wearing his khakis all nice and pleated and tucked in. He's got a polo on with the logo on there and he's walking with this Christian books and he's going door to door and I see him and I know exactly what he's going to do. And so for whatever reason, I just felt like being a jerk that day. So he comes walking up and he's like, hey, sir, can I talk to you? And uh, so I come down and we start talking and he says, um, 
can I have a minute of your time? And I'm like, yeah, sure, okay. And he's like, this is what he asked me. Do you believe in Jesus? And I just kind of smile a little bit. And then I'm like, wait, are you talking about the Jesus of the Bible? And he gets this all nice Christian face. And I'm like, and he's like, yes, yes. Do you know him? And I was like, wait, you don't. And then I kind of go on to this whole thing. Do you mean you believe in that Bible? Like you actually think it's true? You're telling me, and I kind of get, you know, a little, little, not nice. Uh, you mean that you actually believe the Bible is historically accurate and reliable? That's what you're telling me? And he says, yes, yes, I believe it. I'm like, why do you believe it? And he's like, oh, I believe it because it's true. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So if I'm Muslim and I believe the Quran is true, is the Quran true? Oh, no, it's not true because it contradicts the Bible. Wait, wait, what are you talking about, right? And so we just kind of go about this circular reasoning, and I go into, well, if, if you're a Christian, then how do you explain Planck's time and the Big Bang? And I talk about all of these different things, and, and, and how, do you, how do you justify the contradictions of the Bible? And furthermore, religion has done nothing but terrible things for the planet, uh, right? So I just kind of go into all of my classic, and then I talk about science, all these classic atheist arguments. And I was like, you mean to tell me you believe all that stuff? And then he's like, I'm sorry, sir. And he just kind of walks away, like totally defeated. And, and then I felt bad. And so I'm like, actually, dude, come back. I'm a Christian. Actually, I'm a pastor. And I, just, I don't even know what I said, right? But I totally confessed because I felt bad. Oh, I do remember. I said, all of those books, I have like three copies of them. So I'll just give you 20 bucks as a donation. But my point is, oh, and then I, it was actually really interesting. And then he said, um, you know, we kind of exchanged a little bit and he's like, oh yeah, I've heard of you. And then, um, and then he's like, so do you have a minute? I was like, yeah. And he's like, so all of those arguments that you raised against Christianity, what's the answer? And so well, then we had another whole discussion. So I think the point is oftentimes I think Christians may be ignorant and I don't mean that as demeaning as it sounds. I just think oftentimes we believe things or we say we believe things without being able to fully explain the logic behind it or being able to have an honest discussion without argument or emotion of, of why you believe what you believe. Yeah, I've definitely experienced that in, in my life. Um, growing up in a Christian home, um, I was surrounded by good people, but rarely were they ones that shared my faith tribe. Mm. Um, and so after high school, I chose to attend a college at a specific university where I was like really excited to finally be in a place where the majority of people who attended this place, we would share like our faith values. And um, going to a public school though, like I was used to being a around others that believe differently than I did. Um, and it was honestly some of the best conversations that I've ever had with people, um, just about what we believed and, you know, how we were living our faith, like as teenagers and, you know, 2000s, just trying to, trying to figure that out. Um, but it wasn't until I got to college when I was, I think, finally confronted with stereotypes of Christianity and like how judgmental and closed-minded and just more focused on like what you can and can't do mm. most more of what you can't do yeah. <laughs> as a believer. And it was one of the like first weeks of my freshman year. I decided you do everything right. So I decided to go with some friends to 
a Bible study and um, one of the leaders at the Bible study, like we're halfway through the study and they brought up that we should pray for people who swear. And I was like, oh boy. seriously, like this is what you're focusing on right now. Like there are so many other things that we could be praying for. Mm-hmm. And then in my head, cause I was like, not about to do this out loud. I was, I was just thinking like, you should probably pray for me because I have quite colorful language. Mm. Sorry, mom and dad. And thank you to, to public school for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you should probably just like lay hands on me and pray for me right here. Cause you know, I'm, I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think that it just kind of put into perspective that there will always be differences, but, and there are like some truths to the stereotypes, but that was like sure. the first time I think that I had within my faith tribe experienced like what some of those stereotypes were. And I think sometimes there are moments where Christians are in a room talking about something, not realizing that there could be someone in that room that maybe participates in whatever the thing they're talking about or like saying that it's not a good thing to do. And I think that's really hard then for that person. In my example, it was hard for me to feel like that Bible study was safe to come back and Mm -hmm. that I was like enough because I swear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think I had maybe a slightly similar experience. I also grew up going to public school. And I mean, I had friends from lots of different religions and faiths or no faith or whatever. And everyone was actually really good about accepting me and not judging me and not really stereotyping me. Like I just felt super accepted and normal in public school. Um, But I think the thing that did happen is that I was known more for the things that I didn't do based on my religion and not so much for what I actually like stood for or believed in. And I think that that is something, and you guys can push back on this, but I think that's something that's a little bit unique to Christianity. I think that a lot of other religions, people are more like, oh yeah, they believe in this, this, and this, even if it's just very surface level things. But I think that when a lot of people, especially people who aren't Christians, think about the Christian faith, um, they immediately think of the laundry list of things that we don't do or aren't okay with or don't believe in. Um, And I think that a lot of the stereotypes that Christians have earned come from that. Right. It's more that we're known for what we disagree with versus what we agree with. Right. So, I mean, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about the list that you guys submitted and some of our experiences with stereotypes, but I'm really curious, how do you guys feel about (laughs) <laughs> those stereotypes, like the lists that our, our listeners gave us and just, you know, some of our personal experiences. Like, how does that make you feel as a Christian, not, knowing that this is how the world feels about us? Right. Not good. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, pretty awful. <laughs> I think for me, there are times, I think when it comes to like the stereotypes that I don't like Christianity because of that, because... Mm. Christ followers are known like for those specific stereotypes for the things that they're more against instead of what they're for. Mm -hmm. And those are areas of contention for me Mm -hmm. because I think like, and I know, and I believe I was created for connection and the way that you connect to people is on the things that you have in common, Mm -hmm. 
however surface-based or however like ocean deep they are. And so sometimes it feels like Christians don't care about the stereotypes that like come around with that and that they double down even more Mm -hmm. on being narrow-minded or Mm -hmm. judgmental or whatever. And it's like you're holding so tightly to your Bible or your beliefs that it's actually ostracizing you from being able to connect with another person who might believe differently um, than you. And I understand, you know, in the Bible, it talks about being set apart. Like, I believe there's a reason why, like, every denomination has different their different set of values and beliefs and stuff like that. But I don't believe that as a Christ follower that I am supposed to follow them so tightly and so like strictly that I then become irrelevant or unrelatable and I isolate people because of those things. Mm. Yeah. I agree. I think, you know, when I think about the stereotypes, it's frustrating to me that something that could, in theory, be such a positive and relevant and connecting thing um, has been painted the way it has. And I mean, rightfully so. Like, I don't blame people for feeling the way that they do because I've seen the things that have happened to make people feel that way. So I guess when I hear about these things that people assume or, you know, stereotype Christians for... I feel a mix of embarrassment and shame and some frustration because I don't believe that it needs to be this way. And, you know, there'll always be things that about Christianity that people outside of the Christian faith will not understand. And and that can lead to stereotypes and assumptions. However, I do think that the impression that we put out into the world really matters. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we can just be, you know, as a church say, oh, I'm just bad at first impressions. But if you get to know the people behind it, it's Mm -hmm. fine. Everything gets better. Mm I want our first impression to be something that draws people in because ultimately that's drawing people to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I feel like sometimes people just don't care about the stereotypes and that's just putting an impression out into the world that makes it seem like we don't care what other people feel or the way we make other people feel, you know? Mm -hmm. So speaking of Jesus, how (laughs) do you guys think that he would feel about what we've done to Christianity, how we represent Christianity, um, specifically the culture that's associated with Christianity. Yeah, honestly, I think Jesus would be irate. Um, I think it'd be, because ultimately it's almost like if this is how followers of Jesus feel or treat the world or look at the world or people or situations and how they major on the minors, then it's almost like they don't have a clear understanding of who Jesus is. So I think he would be super upset and hurt, to be honest, in that, like looking at Christians, I feel like he would say, like, you are missing it. You're Mm. not even understanding who I am. You have this image or this understanding of who you think I am and what I'm about, and clearly you have missed it. So, um, yeah, I think he would be upset. And, you know, I, I love the Mahatma Gandhi quote where he says, uh, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Um, and I think 
Jesus would be um, sensitive. I think he would be beyond generous and graceful and and helpful. But I do think he would say, listen, you are getting it. You think you're following me, but actually you're so not close to me because on, on how you're treating people. Yeah. And I think it's a little ironic because I do think that there are good intentions behind oh, a sure. lot of the things that, that Christians do and ultimately wanting to um, emulate God and pursue God and and help others see him and also to help, you know, develop a personal relationship with him that's stronger. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's ironic that a lot of the things that Christians do in an attempt to connect with God and, you know, other people does the exact opposite. 100%. And I actually wonder, and it sounds terrible, but in a space of honesty, for some Christians, and maybe even me sometimes, is it that I want to get closer to God or is it, do I just want to get out of hell? And and I think sometimes it's like, no, I just don't really want to go to hell or whatever that is. I'm not even sure what that is, but it just sounds bad and I don't want to experience it. So therefore, I'm going to start living like this and 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 everyone has to live like this and believe like this and, and whatever. But at the end of the day, it's all fear-based. Mm-hmm. It, like it's fear of God. And, and I feel like sometimes with these uh, Christian stereotypes, perhaps one of the reasons why Christians behave the way they do is because... They're simply afraid of God. But as we all know, you we're usually afraid of something we don't actually know. So there needs to be this, this experience. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point. And I think the whole point in trying to understand um, the stereotypes and the experience and everything about having stereotypes within Christianity is trying to figure out what does this mean or how does this impact or set the tone for how we interact with and relate with others. Mm. Because ultimately, you know, that's that's what we're here for. Yeah. To to find connection, to love people the way Jesus would. So how does this how do these stereotypes impact or impede that? Sure. So I know my quick answer would be, or an answer, I guess. So years ago, I used to teach at this high school, this private Christian high school, and I used to teach all levels of of high school Bible. Uh, Well, one of them was a class called Theology, Philosophy, and Ethics, where we talked about some of these sorts of things. Well, at the town next to where I used to live and the town next to where the school was, um, there was this place, it was called Market Night. It was like an open air market. It was every Thursday night. And in this market night, there was an atheist booth. And it was really interesting to me because there was this booth of these atheists and they had literature and like their little preachers and stuff. And they're kind of spreading the gospel of atheism. And, um, and so eventually I would take small groups of my students to just to go and, and listen, not to proselytize, not to teach, not to get in, into any sort of arguments, but I simply wanted to teach my students how to listen to people who don't believe in what you believe and perhaps gain a, another understanding or a, a deeper understanding about the person so that we're not majoring on the minors. Yeah, I think that's something that we should probably be better at is learning how to listen, not for the sake of argument or responding, but just to learn and to gain perspective, not because, you know, it'll necessarily change your opinion, but I think that there's something meaningful and uh, important to other people when they feel like you can listen without trying to prove them wrong. Right. Because you're valuing that individual Mm -hmm. without an agenda. You're just valuing them because they're a human being. They're made in the image of God. And I think that's what Jesus would be excited about. I created that person, right? We've talked about this in other podcasts, how each person is a masterpiece. And even the person who doesn't agree or they think they're an atheist or, or, or whatever, they are still 
a child of God and created in God's image who God desperately is in love with. And if we value them and we treat them well, I think Jesus is honored. Yeah, I, I, I think it's really interesting um, just sitting with this of how I could possibly have something like of my belief system in common with an atheist. Um, and I, I think for so long, if you're completely surrounded by people who believe the exact same way that you do, like you never really come into contact with other people that might have different, differing beliefs or, or whatnot. And so then it's harder to relate to one another. But as simple as it was for your students to go to this market and just listen for understanding, um, I, I think that it really makes me think of how much more aware I need to be of how I come off to people and not like obsessing over it, but to really think of the space that I'm creating for another person mm. with even just a conversation. It doesn't even have to be about religion, but just sure. the, the, yeah, the space that you're creating for, for people. And, um, you know, a, as an introvert, I am rather introspective and spend a lot of time in my head. Um, but my ultimate goal is to be my most authentic self. And in those conversations, in those encounters, I want people to be able to see Jesus in me, whatever that looks like. Um, I remember one of my, um, pastors in college, he would always say this over and over and over again. And it's like pinned as a tweet on my Twitter, just to like mm. re remind myself of saying, keep your eyes on Jesus, keep your eyes on Jesus, mm. keep your eyes on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately he is my example. Mm -hmm. Ultimately what I feel called and what I know is you know, my, my purpose is for people to encounter Jesus through my actions, through the words, um, that I, that I have. And sometimes it's difficult, um, whenever you are stereotyped as a Christian to not fall into those stereotypes and to say, no, I am different. No, I can love you. Mm -hmm. Not even despite your differences, but that you have differences. Um, than I, than I do. And, and owning that and giving space for that, I think is, you know, what, what Jesus did all the time. You have so many examples in the Bible of him holding space for people that were different. And like, I mean, I, I just think about how he connected with his disciples all the time. Like mm -hmm. they didn't do everything right. No, they were idiots, which I think <laughs> is awesome because there's hope for all of us. There is hope for all of us. And so I, ju I just think if like, if, if his disciples who were the closest to him, like made mistakes and were human in that way, then like I'm allowed to as well, but I'm still called to be better and to and be a better example of like who God is in my work, in my relationships and my family, all that sort of stuff. No, I love what you said about, because I think I had a similar professor, you know, keep your eyes on Jesus or focus on Jesus, focus on Jesus, focus on Jesus, which Absolutely, 100%. Um, I think that's something Christians say. <laughs> um, but what does that actually mean? Like, how do you do that on, on the daily? Um, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I think that 
it takes a lot of intentionality. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if there is a black and white clear cut answer that would be a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. that that might look different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Um, and maybe this is the, I'm, I'm just falling into the stereotype of a Christian pastor, I guess. Um, but I really think, honestly, spending time in the Gospels, that's how you know like who Jesus is. Like, how do I focus on Jesus? Well, if I'm a Christian, that means I'm going to live like Jesus. Well, how are you going to know how Jesus lived? Well, we read and we spend time, right, in the Gospels. How did he treat people? And I, it blows my mind how often he was totally interrupted for the sake of people and was okay with it. Mm-hmm. Well, am I? No, when I'm interrupted, I get all upset, right? So, I don't know. I, I just think perhaps it's a call to, you know, what would it look like to spend a little extra time in the Gospels? Because oftentimes we're like, well, what, what would what would God think about? Or what would what, what does God think or should happen with this situation or that situation? Well, how did Jesus treat? What did Jesus think? And if we know how Jesus treated and what he thought and how, how he reacted— then that's what God would do. And right. That's how we focus on him. Yeah. And I, I think that that's a good point of trying to be more aware of how to make ourselves, you know, mirror mm-hmm. Jesus in the way that he wanted or would want us for us to be walking through the world. You know, just kind of thinking back to the original question of how these stereotypes that surround Christianity, you know, set the tone for how we interact with others. I think about my experience at work where I don't really tell people that I'm a Christian and it has nothing to do with the fact that I'm embarrassed to be a Christian or embarrassed to follow Jesus. But also sometimes I am a little embarrassed to be a Christian and that has nothing to do with, you know, Jesus. It has everything to do with being ashamed of the way that Christians often treat people um, and the way that they're often perceived. And I feel like there are a lot of preconceived notions about Christianity and sometimes I would rather just live my life in a way that leaves positive footprints behind Mm. and hopefully point to Jesus rather than actually telling people about my beliefs because Mm. I feel like sometimes you're discredited as soon as you say, you know, here's what I am, here's what I believe because people do have these stereotypes and these preconceived notions about you. And I'm not saying that that's a good way to live because I I think it would be a great thing if we could all be proud to represent a a certain faith or, you know, proud to own whatever faith you do own. But, you know, just being totally honest and transparent about how I feel about knowing what faith tribe I belong to and how that may impact the way that other people's, other people, you know, interact or experience Mm me. Yeah, because your actions tend to speak louder than words. And I think there's a phrase that people will not always remember what you say, but how you treated them. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, I think there is power in words. Like there are moments in the Bible where you act, like, we don't know what Jesus said to the adulterous woman as he's like riding in, in the dirt. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know what that is, mm-hmm. but it was such a, impactful moment for them to share, but his actions of what he did was all the more powerful for the people that were, mm-hmm. you know, it, in, in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I tend to agree with you, Danielle. I mean, most of the places that I've worked have been Christian environments. And so it's just kind of an assumption that everyone you know, mm-hmm. kind of has some sort of similar belief system. Um, and so 
there are times where like we don't actually talk about like what needs to be talked about mm-hmm. because there's just that assumption or, or or whatnot. So I think it it definitely brings things to light about how we as Christ followers, like what our behavior is, the things that we we tell people, like hopefully how we treat people and then the things that we say, like both of those things mer- mirror who Jesus is. Yeah. And I think that this kind of goes back to the whole uh, concept of presence that we talked about a couple episodes ago and just being there with people mm-hmm. and experiencing them and learning and listening, you know? Yeah, no, Daniel, I think that's that's a really good point. And I think at the end of the day, I find it fascinating that people who were nothing like Jesus liked Jesus and Jesus liked them. And I feel like oftentimes... So maybe someone listening right now to this podcast is like, yeah, but you don't know how I've been burned by Christians or you don't know how I've been judged by Christians or they said this or did that or treated me poorly. And you're right, I don't. And I guess on behalf, like we did in our very first episode, mm-hmm. on behalf of Christianity, I'm sorry. They they weren't doing it right. Um, but I think if we are, like Lauren said, as long as we're focused on Jesus, which means we're learning not just about him, but we're walking life with him. So it's like an experiential relationship where we talk and we listen and we spend time understanding the, the, the scriptures and, and the gospel and how he interacted with people. That will give us further insight as to how I'm going to react with people, which means I'm not going to major on the stupid minors, which I think a mm-hmm. lot of times it lends to all of these stereotypes. So I guess, you know, the question I'm asking myself and maybe for everyone listening is if I'm really walking with Jesus and I'm, if I'm really trying to be like Jesus, people who are nothing like Jesus, do they like me? And people who are nothing like Jesus, do I like them? And if not, then maybe I have some work to do. Okay, so that's basically our conversation about Christian stereotypes. But if you want to continue the conversation or you have further thoughts or comments, feel free to hit us up on Instagram or DM us. Um, but I do want to set the table a little bit about the next few weeks, which I'm actually really excited about. We're going to start a new series. It's like a three-week series called Somewhere in Between. Yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. So um, essentially, in these next three weeks, we're going to be talking about, honestly, some, some hot-button topics especially within Christianity, that often are the center of toxic and unhealthy conversations. Special thanks to our audio engineer, Alan Clark. He is the man. Music throughout this episode is by Common Man Music. He's also the man. Also, a special thank you to Adele. If you like what you're hearing, tell your friends. And if you'd like to connect with any of us, follow us on Instagram at We're the Outsiders Podcast. See you next week.